So yeah, man, you know, with your boy Trey and Evan back in the cut as always, man. Um, bro, I mean, so we've been a little inactive, and that's on our part. That's our fault. You know, life has been turned up a little bit. Um, it's just been, I mean, Evan, your job, I just started grad school too, and it's just like, and still working. That's not, you know, so it's like, it's a lot going on with us, man. But we here though. But we here. But we here. Uh, just to add on to that, um, something else that made me upset, and I, I didn't even tell you, but I know you probably feel the same. Some of you apparently don't even care about these hats we were giving away. Like, <laughs> nobody cared about the hats, and that's cool. That's cool, because I actually saw somebody I was driving by one time, they actually wanted to buy it off me for like $5. It was like, hey, y'all need me like a backlist hat. And I almost sold it to him, too, but I thought about it, everybody, all the breakers. And I was like, nah, you know, they're part of a giveaway, whatever. But then, you know what? I should have sold it. I'm going to do it. Hey, look, I'm probably going to drop down Antoine again to see if I can sell it. But, hey, whatever. Hey. whatever. So, hey, somebody go down business and somebody will look for something, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, But, yeah, it's okay. It's cool in the hats. We said by episode six, we gave him, what, two weeks? More than just one. We gave him two. But, um... It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's That's cool. what we get for trying to do something nice for the people. You're right. You're right. That's what we get for Karen. That's what we get for Karen. <laughs> so, but yeah, moving on right into the show, man. Hey, so your favorite dude, you know, um, I don't even want to call him a comeback, but maybe trying to make a comeback for his career? I mean... Is, is he deemed, has he been deemed a bridge quarterback? And really, what, that's what I'm trying to get to. Mitchell Trubisky has been named the starting QB for the Steelers. And Evan, just get your first thoughts on it. Do you believe that Mitch is has been deemed a bridge quarterback? Or do Mike Tomlin and the Steelers really believe that he could be their franchise QB? I believe Mike Tomlin is smart enough to know that Mitchell Trubisky is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's definitely a bridge guy a backup guy, whatever you want to call it, they're probably just going to wait. And kind of like what I, I, I've i had kind of like mixed feelings about this Kenny Pickett situation because it's like, yeah, you want him to go out there and play and get the experience. But when you have somebody like Mitchell Trubisky who can play like decently enough to where you don't have to throw Kenny Pickett out there and maybe, you know, damage the uh, mental side of him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not totally surprised by the decision at the end of the day, but I don't think that he will be the starter for very long. Understood. Okay. Okay. And as far as Kenny Pickett and, you know, Mitch Trubisky, with him probably not being a starter for how long, for, well, being the starter for long, how long do you think he's going to be the starter? We think it may be just, just this season, maybe one or two. Oh, no, no. I, I, I think that they're probably going to have maybe a handful of weeks. Oh, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, so they're going to start off this week against the Bengals, and then they go against the Patriots, the Browns, and the Jets, the Bills, and the Bucks. Maybe after that stretch, when they start playing the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Saints, the Bengals again, the Colts. I mean, it's not like they have a super easy schedule, but maybe four to six weeks and we see Kenny Pickett as the full-time starter. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at that. I, I just don't think Mitchell Trubisky is going to play good enough to – Suffice him being on the field. And you know the fans are going to get to talking, especially, you know, oh, Kenny Pickett did this during the preseason. And, you know, oh, Hayes looks so good. You know, the hand size don't mean nothing. And uh, I just don't believe that Mitchell Trubisky will be the quarterback in Pittsburgh for more than half the season. I don't. Wow. Okay. And, yeah, you're right. Looking at their schedule, man, they don't necessarily have the easiest schedule either. But so you think he's going to use Mitchell Trubisky as his workhorse just for to get through the tough side of the schedule? And then Kenny Pickett kind of come in through a more, I'm not going to say easy because it's still the NFL, but a more relaxed end of the schedule. 
Yeah, I think it it's more of um not necessarily the scheduling, but it's more of a all right, Kenny Pickett, you know what a, a week of game plan looks like. You know what a week of, you know, a professional quarterback is supposed to do in the NFL in the regular season. So I think him getting that, you know, professional experience will be the uh, the deal breaker per se. You know, they they want him to uh to learn to be a professional quarterback okay. off the field that's, before they put him that, on the field. Okay, and that's fair. You know, uh, learning to be a pro- pro- learning to be a professional is a real part of the game. We see that all the time uh, with a whole bunch of players. And as far as um, Kenny Pickett and Mr. Trubisky go, um, I want to say that's something a lot of like quarterbacks we've seen now still necessarily haven't gained. Um, we can go into Kyler Murray. We can go into uh, oh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? You play for the Eagles. Now I place with the commanders. Um, oh, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Carson Wentz, yeah. Yeah, um, that mental side of things. You know, boys out there playing Call of Duty and getting mad when their uh, replacements get drafted. <laughs> really really You're a victim. There mm. we go, CSI. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And so um, with Kenny Pickett. So let me tell you, let me ask you this then. So with Kenny Pickett, and once he comes into the season, let's say – if you could put a number to how many games you'll think Mitch Trubisky will start but until Kenny Pickett comes in, well, like, what do you think? You said six games, six weeks? At most, like absolute most. So I want to be surprised if Kenny Pickett got some burn against the Jets. But for him to actually come in and start, I think that game versus the Dolphins might be a good one. So that's week. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at their whole schedule, man. That yeah, that's like, it's like week seven. Okay, so, week yeah, seven. Like, but also at the same time, like, do you trust Mitchell Trubisky to keep you in a ball game versus the Bengals or the Bucks or the Patriots or, or even the Browns with their dismantled, you know, whatever you want to call it they got going on over there? Whatever it is. So, I mean, I just, I just don't see by, – by that Dolphins-Steelers game, I think Kenny Pickett will be the starting quarterback in there. I just – I feel like Kenny Pickett will give you – this team I feel like is a middling 500-ish team, you know, like a 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight type of deal. I feel like Kenny Pickett will give you a better chance of hitting the plus side of the of the, um, the schedule versus yeah. uh, the downside. I think Mitchell Trubisky is more on that end. Okay. And, yeah, looking at these, this schedule right now, man, this is not an easy schedule at all. Like, uh, I'm thinking the – most of these teams are competing to be the best in their division. Um, the only ones you could say that, that are not are, I mean, the Patriots are the second best in their division. So that's like the Bills, we are, we're expecting to be number one, but the Patriots are no slouch. Uh, the Jets, the bottom of their division. Um, the Eagles, are, I'm, I'm almost ready to pick them to be the best in their division. Um the Falcons and the Panthers are at the bottom of their division. Like they'll fight for who's the worst. So yeah, it's like they got maybe three gimmies with the yeah, Jets. Three, just three. The rest and of the Falcons and the Panthers. But yeah, yeah I mean, three gimmies is, is not a lot. It's not a lot. They only got the rest of them. They're gonna have to fight hard for you. Got the Ravens, the Brown, the Ravens twice, obviously. The Browns, Bengals, Eagles, Saints, My, Miami. Miami is one of the is is isn't a give me game. Like I said, they're along the same lines as the Patriots, not a slouchy team. Uh, so yeah, man, they got, I didn't even think their schedule was going to be this stiff, but we're going to see if Mike Tomlin can do more Mike Tomlin things, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, like you said, the teams that they got to play in their division, when you got the Browns and the Bengals and the Ravens twice a year, yeah. ah, that's a, I'd much rather have somebody like Kenny Pickett who can, probably give you an extra element in those games versus just, you know, good old Mitch Trubisky. We, I mean, we know what he is. He's nothing spectacular, nothing crazy. But I want to I want to uh, shift the conversation to another team in this division. Go ahead. I want to talk about some news going on involving Lamar Jackson. Still hasn't signed the contract extension yet. They said that they're not going to negotiate it during the season. As of right now, there is no deal done. So, Trey, do you think – Lamar Jackson in 2023 will be a Raven. Be a what? A Raven. A ring? A Raven. Oh, a Raven. 
Oh, I, it's tough, man. So the reason I'm kind of conflicted, I'll tell you why. Lamar Jackson has been representing himself, and I think that's a real problem, his contract negotiations. So I would much rather him just get somebody and then put somebody in, you know, get, get a representative, they can represent him, and then talk to the organization. And he, I feel like he would have had a deal done by now had he had some proper representation, but he doesn't. So, I'm not gonna blame him entirely because there are a lot of whole, there's a whole lot of organizational things that we just probably don't know about because we're not in the room. But I feel like he's doing himself a disservice if he wants to be a Raven. Get some representation to make to keep you a Raven. You know, does that make sense? Um, yeah. After that, it's just, do I think the Ravens will pay the price? I believe I believe they will. I believe I don't think they're dumb. I think they know who Lamar Jackson is and what he's worth. Um, especially like with all the contracts being handed out, <laughs> being handed out. So that part, yeah, like it's almost pay him or lose a franchise quarterback and get killed by him later. So because mm-hmm. the recent reports right now are talking about how it's just the guaranteed money. Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract, mm-hmm. which I can't blame him. I think that. NFL contracts should be fully guaranteed, just like the, how they are in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, John got what all two thirty of his guaranteed. Absolutely, Lamar got a whopping you know part of his contract guaranteed. I mean, uh, Kyler, excuse me. I think Lamar deserves that as well. Mm. Oh, you think Lamar deserves the same contract as Kyler, or well, like he deserves to be like getting a lot of his contract, if not all of it, guaranteed. I, I think, think that's how contracts should be. You think what? I think the contract should be guaranteed in the NFL regardless. Okay, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like how they are in the NBA. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, as far as like what he'll get, I think he should be a – well, to be honest, I didn't think Kyler should have got the contract he got, but I think Lamar should be higher than he is. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I think – I think. I mean, I, I got a feeling that Lamar's going to end up in that like forty five to fifty million range. Two forty two forty guaranteed is perfectly fine with me. Just be, just because Collars was just because or well, not just Collars, but Deshaun's too, if we want to throw him in there, even though I think Deshaun the last time we saw him on the field was a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Um yeah. granted, you know, outside of all his, you know, sexual misdeeds and misconducts, but um last time he's on the Huh? Just the sin. Just the sin. <laughs> Just the sin. <laughs> you know, outside of all that, I think uh, Deshaun was a better quarterback than Lamar. But Lamar does have the accolades. You know, a lot of people want to bring up, oh, Deshaun would have been rookie of the year. But I hate to say it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But it's unfortunate because he, he would have been. But he wants injuries are a part of the game. You know? Uh, so he didn't get, the, you know, he didn't become rookie of the year because of the ACL injury. So um, Lamar has the accolades to back it up. He's still a quarterback. He hasn't had any major injuries. So people always want to project injuries on him. But what has he done so far? You know, so um, he's done what you needed him to be. He's been the so mostly responsible for all the offensive success. So pay the man. And then lesser quarterbacks are getting paid. Um, the only reason I say 240 is because I don't think he deserves what Russell Wilson has got. At all. Ooh, did that boy get a bag? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, they gave him 165 guaranteed, but in totality, an extra five year extension, 245 on that. And I mean, he's already got, what, two more years left on his deal where he's making like 35, something like that. So, how, how do you feel about that contract? Do you think Russell Wilson will be able to play at a high level for seven more years? Bro, there's nobody. Russell, okay, so let's talk about Russell's health plan. You remember what he said? He almost spent like a million on average on his health. There's only yeah, one yeah. of the, there's only one other person that does that in sports, and that's like LeBron. LeBron James. Exactly. The, the the other person who's been doing what they do at a high level for just just longevity. When you think longevity, you think of LeBron. You think of uh, Russell Wilson. Also, you think of Tom Brady. I'm not going to be disrespectful. Yes. So, Did you uh, see those pictures of Tom Brady when he came back, though? Bro, he looks tired. 
looks bro, tired. He looked like he got some um some work done on the face. Really? Bro, go 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 look at some of the stuff. At first I thought that dude took like a perk and was just just geeked out of there. But <laughs> um Yeah, I mean that looks like Tom Brady might have got a little bit of a restructuring done on his little two weeks off. Hey, who knows, man? His he's married to Giselle, supermodel, so you know you gotta stay up. Hey, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Glad I ain't got them problems, but Yeah, for real. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, no, I I like Russell's contract, man. Russell is the granted he had a bit of a down year, but he was also injured as well. So, um, Russell has been the, the best thing in Seattle ever since the Legion of Boom was down. Granted, he did get Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, where they lost their uh, their center, their all-pro center, who's now with Houston, actually, uh, who was the anchor of their offensive line. Once he gone, the offensive line fell apart. And Russell was running for his life for, like, three years. <laughs> so, for real. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the organization... And the Broncos got a better O-line than what he's been dealing with in Seattle. Absolutely. So absolutely. You would like to think that he wouldn't get like dinged up too bad. Cause I mean, Russell Wilson's really only bad injury he had was what the hand injury last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not like the word. It's not like he's snapping ligaments or bones in half, but exactly. Russell take care of himself and he's, cons- he's a consistent guy, even with a bad offensive line. So, yeah, I, I believe he'll make it through the contract. Might not be playing at the same level that he has been recently on the back end of the deal, but I still feel like in totality versus the struggle that John Elway and this Broncos staff has had getting that guy in the building, I think they had no choice but to really lock him down long term, especially for what they traded for him as well. Definitely. And so let me say this. Let me ask you this. Do you think Russell can continue to play at an all-pro level throughout the contract? Throughout his contract? I mean – I wouldn't say throughout the whole ordeal, but in these first couple of years with the talent that he has there right now with the receiving core, I think if he would, it would be sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on, sooner, like sooner what? Sooner than he like Like he'll, he'll play at that all-pro level sooner on his contract than later on his contract because you got to think about it this way. If these receivers ball out, they're going to go get new contracts. There's no way that – Denver's going to be able to keep all of them. You know what I'm saying? Very true. So, I just think, like, if he does a good job now, that'll set everybody up for a better future. Now, whether the receivers are in Denver or not, unless they sign team-friendly deals and want to stick around and continue to play with him, that's different. But I still think that Russell Wilson's a top-ten quarterback in this league, and he should be able to carry them to at least be a playoff contender throughout most of his contract. I'm not going to say maybe this year it's a little little rough, but – if you got Russell Wilson as your quarterback, you should at least be contending for the playoffs. Absolutely. And honestly, I mean, that that's the toughest division in football, let's be honest. And so oh, yeah. it, it'd be hard, but now that there's, you know, 17 games, there are three, there are, what, are there three spots? Uh, all <laughs> Every team that can in that division can make the playoffs. That would be something. That'd be crazy. But um, – Granted, with the Broncos and how they're structured right now, and like you said, that was a good point to bring up about the receivers and them not they won't be able to keep them all. But let me ask you this, just to kind of pick your brain a little bit. If you were to rank those teams from best to worst, how would you order them? In the FC West? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Got the Chiefs, I you got the Broncos, say... you got the Chargers. I mean, I think the Broncos are probably the third best team. I still think on paper they're better than the Raiders. Okay. So you're going – so who is your number two, first and second? Uh, One, I'm still – I mean, on paper, if we're just talking just rosters, the Chargers have the better roster. Okay. Now, whether that actually plays out that way because we know how the Chargers are, that's another thing. But if we're just talking about straight roster, you know, 53-man, what we got going into week one, i say it's the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. And I'm with you on that. Okay. And so, um, with that being said, if they were to surprise and you said winning aside, but you're like, you know, just like with uh, Tampa, because I didn't think they were going to be able to keep their team after winning like that. Granted, Tom Brady is a different – is a completely different – animal like not just his talent but just everything surrounding him 
is a completely different animal than anybody else in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning, you know, like winning changes a lot of things. If you win, you can probably keep get some friendly contracts. If not, if not, then that probably people probably look to go other places. Um. So yeah, but that was just my last uh, thing to throw out there on that. Anything else you had on that? No, those are my thoughts on Russell Wilson. Um, I think, and overall, it'll be worth it for both parties. And John Elway should be happy. He doesn't have to continue to search for quarterbacks and continue just to build his team up. Uh, absolutely. And so, yeah, man, that's going to do it off for this segment. We'll be right back, man. Y'all take it easy. just talking about the AFC West and their 53-man rosters and how loaded that whole division is from top to bottom. But uh, I wanted to kind of shift outside of the AFC West and talk about some other things we found surprising with people's 53-man rosters. And I'm going to start here with the hometown Houston Texans. I was really surprised they cut Marlon Mack. I was. I was. Somewhat. Somewhat. You know, a running back getting cut off of that depth chart makes sense. But Marlon Mack, I feel like, was just a different type of back that they didn't have in their committee. And I, look, I'm a fan of Damian Pierce. I think he had a good preseason. I really liked him coming out of Florida. Hard-nosed runner, great. And you got Rex Burkhead, who's like going to be a kind of scat receiving back, which Marlon Mack can do, but he's a way better runner than Burkhead. I'm pretty sure it came down to the contract, and um, he was probably getting paid more than the other guys. But, man, I feel like Marlon Mack would have been just a good piece to have on this offense. You know, you're, there's already not a lot there, but to have a dude who, you know, used to kind of be the, the bell cow in, in Indianapolis before Jonathan Taylor came over, I think I think that just made this uh, Texans team a little bit worse, to be honest. And, and Jalen Camp. I, th- I thought he did enough in the preseason to earn a roster spot at the wide receiver. I thought so, too. I was surprised about I was really surprised about that one. Uh, Marlon Mack, like, okay, the reason I was surprised is because, like, he's still a young back, still got some good legs on him. So I'm surprised that you cut him because he's a good vet and not too old. So where he can still, like, train some young guys up. Um, the one thing I wasn't surprised about is because Houston can never keep a running back. That's the, another thing. They love to rotate running backs more than they love changing socks. Like, it... We can go through just years and years. There is no, there hasn't been a consistent back in Houston since Foster. Like, and that was what back in 2012, 13? Yeah. So, and Marlon Mack in twenty nineteen rushed for over a thousand yards. So it's like, why, why would you not want why? that? Maybe, maybe they just expect Demi Pierce to take over a lot bigger of a role. Maybe he's going to get way more of the carries than we initially thought. Yeah, man, and it would be. It would be, I would be more as a fan, right? As a Houston native man and a fan, man, I would be a lot more accepting of this move if I also knew the Texans' offensive identity. I don't even know what they like to do. I don't even know what they're good at. So, like, I can't even say they're good at running because they were horrible last year. And this is almost all these guys on, like, new contracts. And so I don't even know if their O-line is good. David Davis Mills, I'm not even sure if he's just that great of a passer. I don't even know if I'm confident in these receivers. And like you brought up Camp, I thought Camp was a really good receiver. But then when they cut him, I was just like, I thought he earned a roster spot. So, like, you know, I was surprised by that. It was like so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, man, like I, I'm i just, I'm surprised by the move, but I'm not surprised because they don't keep running backs. For whatever reason, they like to get some talent, burn them up, and, you know, burn them up a lot quicker than other people do. And then Tossman look for another running back, thinking they can just rotate things like how the Patriots do. But, you know, hey, that's the Patriots and Texans affiliation is a whole other thing. We don't have to go into that. My whole conspiracy. That's a whole other whole beast. <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's what they're trying to do. I mean, they're trying to be like the Patriots, but not working out very well. 
And speaking of things that have not worked out very well, I would like to praise Jesus Christ and all 12 of the disciples, everybody else involved, because Chandler Rager and J.J. Ortega Whiteside are finally off of the Philadelphia Eagles roster. <laughs> finally! <laughs> praise God. We can move on. Were you happy about so you're happy about that move? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> it, it, it was time. Jalen Rager cost us like two games last year, especially versus the Giants when he muffed the punt uh, and then turned around and dropped two touchdown passes. And then in the playoff game, he dropped, he muffed two punts. So, you know, it was just time for him to go. I, I definitely really wanted to see him work out in the long run, but I just don't think... In Philadelphia, it was going to work at all. I, I, I don't think that his morale and his spirit was there. And I feel like the city just broke him down, which it, it happens a lot. I mean, it, it honestly does. So, yeah. Jalen Rager went to Minnesota, which is ironic because who drafted, who had the draft pick after the Eagles when Jalen Rager got drafted? It was the Vikings, and they took mm. Justin Jefferson. So now they have, you know, both of those two first round guys. Godspeed to them. Uh, just to give you the trade details on the Jalen Rager transaction. So the Eagles are getting a 2023 seventh round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick. So it could be a fourth, could be a fifth. Bye. Thank you. JJ, I think a white side, we traded him for a safety that we ended up trading to Tennessee and we got a seventh round pick out of it. Bye. I'm just <laughs> glad to see that the Eagles are just moving on from the mistakes that we've made. And then we also brought in, uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson, the safety slash nickel corner from the Saints. He's he's I he's, he's cool. He's decent. He's he's got the attitude to fit Philly though. He's got mm-hmm. that, that 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 little gritty and grimy. Now a lot of times does it you know did, did, did it screw up with the Saints at times? Yes. You know the unnecessary you know personal fouls and you know him always you know running it up. And he's the dude that had the same clip where uh, the dude from the wide receiver from the Bears came up and like smacked him in the face. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was him, so. That was him? Yeah, yeah, that, that was Garner Johnson, the <laughs> one that got punched, yeah. Hilarious. He's always just antagonizing people. Like I said, it, it fits the attitude of the city of Philadelphia, so on yeah. the field, we'll see how it works out. He, he He's an average type of guy. Uh, I don't see him becoming, you know, anything spectacular. I don't think see him becoming the next best safety, but it's a good piece for the Eagles. Yeah, man, like, okay, so, look, even going to your favorite, uh, favorite reference, so PPF rank, ranks his overall is a 62.2. Average. average. 11, look, tied for 11th interceptions, you know, with targets, top 48th in targets. Average dude, average dude. And, and really, I used to say, uh, back when I was, like, you know, younger, and I used to think about, well, you didn't really get any better off of that. But at the same time, if you lose something bad and get something average, you actually did come up. So, oh man, I know you yeah, like, like all, all we did was give up a fifth and a sixth, and the Saints gave us him and a seventh. So, I mean, we swapped some late round picks. I mean, who cares yeah. about that? And on top of that, the Saints, this makes the Saints, you know, on paper a little worse. And we have the first round pick this year. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at it and in that sense either. Might give us a little bit of better of a draft pick. Um, any other surprise, you know, cuts, transactions, anything that you saw uh, coming out of the preseason into the post uh, into the regular season? No, nah, not at all, man. Like uh, for the preseason, the Jimmy G me, thing didn't surprise you. The Jimmy G, uh, bro, I, we already had a feeling when GG, Jimmy G was already out the door. Once I said he could start looking for trade details, or he yeah, but I mean he's sticking around. around. He's gonna be the highest paid backup in the league. They restructured his deal. Yeah, because uh, what it was like, he was coming off that injury. What was it? Uh, that injury. Uh, I think he had like a shoulder injury. Shoulder or lip? Something like that. I can't remember what it was specifically, but um, so it's crazy that he stayed. But I think it's something that. Um, There's so many question marks around I have around Trey Lance. And it's just because, like, yes, I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. Yes, I think he's uh, – Trey Lance is talented. Uh, do I think he can be a quarterback in the league? Absolutely. But some, something is something is off. 
I, I don't know what it is in the air with me or something's like, because why would Jimmy G stick around? Unless you thought like... He must know he's going to get an opportunity to play. Exactly. Yeah, like, win. And win. Because Jimmy G is a winner, you know, regardless of what people like to say. So, I don't know if you can hear me. My laptop is huffing and puffing. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at it like it's about to catch fire or something. Like, it's just like, bro, it's breathing so hard. I, I actually can't. Praise God. I'm surprised it's not mine for once. Oh, you can hear? Oh, man, that's crazy. Okay, let me try to get away from it. But, yeah. No, that's how I can't hear Oh, you can't hear it. You can't hear it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, good. We mute that. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah, with, Jim, with Jimmy G, um, well, I said Jimmy G. Well, with Trey Lance, I'm sorry. With Trey Lance, I think he's capable. I think he can play. I think he's a player in the league. But something about that just doesn't sit right with me. You know, almost like how the Titans, Malik Willis, another thing. Someone else would just throw out there. They didn't name him start, even though he had a great preseason. He was almost the only thing exciting about the preseason, as far as like QBs go. Uh, sports in the posting all his highlights and things like that, making all these spectacular plays, spectacular runs. Last time I checked, I don't think he's has, he's been named the starter. No, Ryan Tannehill's going to start. Exactly. And right, but everybody knows Ryan Tannehill is a middle of the pack quarterback. So hey, he's been a lot better since he's gotten to Tennessee. I don't think I, I would still start Tannehill over uh, Willis right now. You say you think you would? No, I definitely would. He, me, Willis has so much to improve on as a passer that I, I just want to feel. Now, I definitely want Malik Willis to go in there and get some reps. You know, hmm. get a couple carries a game, maybe put him in in like a third and short or a goal line situation, you know, maybe let him run around a little bootleg or something, throw the ball, you know, something simple. See, for me, for, for me Malik Willis made enough throws during the, uh, during the uh, uh, preseason. I was like, okay. Also their identity was already moving away from that. Cause they got rid of AJ Brown. So I'm, I'm already thinking that they're probably not going to be pass heavy at all, which they were already never, they never were that anyway. So I think they're going to be even less of that. They're probably going to yeah. be dinking and dunking. So I think Malik Willis can definitely make those kind of throws. And also, he's a better runner. So I'm like, okay, I feel like that could give me more of what I'm already looking to do versus what Ryan Tannehill can do right now. Mm. That's well, hey, there, there, there's definitely a lot for these teams to unpack as we get ready for week one, which starts this weekend. Praise God. Yes, I'm so excited. Football's <laughs> back. And we'll come right back with our pickums next segment. Yeah, man. So in the meantime, while we're on break, follow us on the Break Room HOU on Twitter, and then follow us on the Podcast on Instagram, and then follow us on the Break Room Podcast One on Facebook. So yeah, uh, then follow follow me at three dot last underscore king on Twitter, and then follow me by Evan at Evan Schumard. See ya, man. Y'all take it easy, man. We'll see y'all in just a minute. How you make it on the ground, but in person you ain't funny. Why you go against the game? You can't beat them. Join it. Ain't tapping when you got the Cali. Got your to start it. Brand new cook, I floor it. Brand new got a brand new block, I door it. Running like forest, VIP. I'm very important in the hood. I ain't never no tourist. Got the drop on the eye. We door explored. Why she from the streets? Why she will legit? Why she live? Why she start a business with your? Hey, yo, what's up? And we are back in the break room, man. So, yeah, oh, ooh, not too early, too early. You already seen it, but anyway, I we just said earlier, but yeah, just so y'all know, you can tell like me and Evan are in two different places, so that's why it maybe sounds a little weird. And he's Hit the spot, studio, miscommunication by us. Yeah. So, yeah, now now we know. We know. Um, but, yeah, go and get right into it, bro. It's back. Pickles, baby. Football's back. I'm so happy. First game of the season on Thursday night. You got... Super Bowl champion Rams hosting Josh Allen and one of the hottest teams in the league, Buffalo Bills. Who are you rocking with? Oh man, for this one, man, I'm, pro- I'm probably going with. Give it a chance, man. I'm going with the Bills. Man. You what? I mean, 
the Rams. Excuse me. Wow, I'm tripping. Yeah, give me the Rams. Okay, yep. Same thing. I'm rocking with the Rams, too. Home game. Fresh off the chip. Ring night. Yeah, give me the Rams. Game number two, baby. We got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Detroit Lions. Go ahead and give me the Eagles in some, uh, maybe not convincing fashion, but it's not going to be a close one. I don't, I don't believe that the Lions are going to make the Eagles, you know, play 58 minutes of football. <laughs> See, okay, okay, okay. Here you go again. I think the Eagles are so talented. I think the Eagles are super talented. But I think they are very beatable early in the season. I think they'll hit a stride once the season really gets started. Um, but I'm still going to the Eagles. Let me not even front. I'm not even going to cap. Like, do I, I think it's going to be... Don't, don't, don't even be like, oh, they're going to contend. And no. I mean, they're going to win. No, no. Do I think it's going to be convincing? No. I don't think it's going to be a convincing win at all. I think the Lions will make them play. Like, but... Um, yeah. Going with the Eagles. All right. And the next game on the slate is going to be the 49ers versus Justin Fields. And... The Chicago Bears, go ahead and give me the Niners. Same. I think this is a very easy pick, man. The Chicago is um, a cesspool of confusing and just... Just mismanagement. Just mismanagement. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, give me the 49ers. All right. In division game, we kind of already talked about it a little bit with Kenny Pickett and the whole Mitchell Trubisky situation, Steelers versus the Bengals. Who are you rocking with? I'm actually going with the Steelers on this one. Mm. I will actually go to the Steelers on this one. I think that the league knows where Joe Burrow is. And so I think his the recognition of him and um, that awesome, awesome receiver on the edge, number one, <laughs> is going to be, I think that's been identified now. And I think Mike Tomlin is a great enough coach. And the defense is top is, is going to be a top five defense, just like it usually always is. And I think they're going to, uh, I think they'll perform really well. Not a convincing win, but I think I'm, fully, I'm uh, going to the Steelers on this one. So you, you, you're talking about the same team that lost 41 to 10 to them last year, 24 to 10 to them last year with Big Ben, and now they got Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. Yeah, nah. Let me uh, let me go ahead and take the Bengals right here for a Week One victory. That is fine. Are we comparing Big Ben at the twice at the very end of his career to Mitchell Trubisky? I think that's a little disrespectful. <laughs> that is a, I that hate is that little, it's even that way, but hey. I think that's a little disrespectful. Huh? <laughs> so, hey, the numbers speak for themselves. Big Ben had literally maybe half an arm last year. Yeah, and he's still better than Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, we'll, we'll roll there. Well, you know, we'll, it's a pickup there, so we'll see. Uh, next game. All right. All right, we got another in-division game, this time in the AFC East, Patriots versus the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. I will go with like the Dolphins. One. I will go with the Dolphins on this one, but I am n- I'm not in love with it. I'm not in love You're with it. I'll be honest. That, that, that's fair. And uh, another game that I'm not in love with myself: Browns and the Panthers. Give me the Browns. Yeah, another one. This is another one. It's like the Browns should win. Yeah, even with but, the quarterback situation, I, they still have a lot better of a team. Yeah, exactly, have the Browns play, right? should. Exactly. The Browns should win this. Like I said, the better overall roster. The Panthers are, I don't want to say a thrown-together team. I want to be disrespectful, but a thrown-together thrown team. <laughs> so, but, yeah, the Browns should win this one. Uh, but the Browns are beatable this early in the season. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, most definitely with, with the, um, the whole quarterback situation and – a lot of new pieces coming together on the offense. Yeah, they're definitely beautiful. Uh, I don't love that pick either. Um, let's go to the next game, which, once my computer stops losing it, is the Texans and the Colts. Colts, easy, yeah, non-debatable. Give me, give me the Colts in that one. Not much of a discussion there. Saints and the Falcons. Another, another non-debatable. Give me the Saints. Yeah, I, 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 def- I definitely need the Saints in that one. All right. What about the Ravens and the Jets? Oh man, this is tough. Oh man, the Ravens. Come oh, on. Man, I know they're, they're doing it to us now. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Ravens. Obviously, I don't think there was a uh, discussion that needed to be had there. Oh. Next. 
Next game on the slate, we got the Jaguars and the Commanders. Ooh, actually, what a uh, another exciting game in the NFL, right? Uh, two high power, high power teams. You know, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, y'all. If y'all ain't caught on yet, but uh, yeah, give me the actually give me the Jaguars for this one. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Commanders. I feel That's like it's got a little bit better of a, a whole team, especially on the defensive side. Offensively, it might be apples to oranges on that, but I, I'm gonna pick the Commanders just due to defense. See, and I'm with, and I'm with that. Uh, I'm with that uh, choice. I'm not mad at the Commanders, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking Kirk and uh, I just forgot his name. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually make a nice duo for this team. I think and they might make some. Good time to get it rolling too. Make everybody yeah. uh, quiet down about that contract. All yeah, right, I next think, game I, we got another. I think, I think this will be the time to make something uh, shake for that squad. My fault. Yeah, yeah. All good. In division game in the NFC North, you got the Packers and the Vikings. I'll take the Packers in this one. Oh, but yeah, where are they playing it on this one? This game is going to be at Minnesota. Ooh. Oh man, okay, I'm not gonna take too long. Actually, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. All right. Hey, I, I think week one. Aaron Rodgers got got to get used to his new uh, receiving core and stuff. Mm-hmm. If there was a time that they would get beat, I think I think it'll be week one. So I, I can't uh, dispute that one too much. Next game we got on the docket: Giants and the Titans. Give me the Titans. I'm not even gonna elaborate. Absolutely, Titans is kind of a wash. All right, what about the Raiders and the Chargers? We were just talking about how stiff this division is. Week one, they're going to start it off by going up against each other in L.A. Oh, man, I'm actually going to go with the Chargers on this one. I think the Chargers defensively are just going to be too much for the Raiders. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think that the Raiders might be a little bit better than people expect coming out of the gate, and the Chargers might come out a little slow. It might be a little more competitive than um, what the eye might just initially tell you. Mm-hmm. Chiefs and Cardinals. This one will be played out in the desert. Three o'clock game. Still got to rock with the Chiefs. Though, I'm not gonna lie to you. Same, yeah. The Cardinals. You know, we know about the Cardinals early in the, early in the season. They're always great. Everybody thinks they're the second coming, but uh, no. But I'm going with the Chiefs on this one. All right. And Sunday night football. We have a rematch of the first game that we had last year. Bucks going to Dallas to face the Cowboys. Give me Tom Brady. Absolutely. Give me the Bucks. Even though I think the Cow, like, I think it'll be just as good as it was last year. That was a great game we had last year. Oh, I, I really, I wanted to be that good of a game. I needed to be that good of a game. Yeah, that was a good game. So, like, but still, give me the Bucks. <laughs> Let's be real now. Let's be real with ourselves. Hey, then we have a revenge tour game. Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Week one. I had a way to start it off. Oh, yeah. Give me the Broncos. Yeah. I don't think that will be a very good way to start off Monday Night Football for the year because they always have weak games, it seems like, and that's another one. So, overall, we have three games that we differed on. Bengals and Steelers. I'm going Bengals. Trey's going Steelers. Commanders versus Jags. I'm taking the Commanders. Trey's taking the Jags. And Packers versus Vikings. Trey's going to have Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and the boys taking the week one victory over Aaron Rodgers. Hey, it's about that time. Um, next week, do you want to have some stipulations set up for how the pickums are going to work this year? Um, oh, you, you know, know last make, year the water and the shave I still need, I still need the shave face. We'll, we'll get it soon. You said, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So last, well, we year, should come up with something. Though. We're going to explain uh, everything with last year. So last year we did, we did our first pickums thing. We made a bet, whatever. Um, loser. Shave, slide the beard, keeps the goatee, or keeps goatee and mustache combo, however you want to call that, whatever. Uh, and a, uh, a pack of Essentia water. I told Evan, let me know when you're at the store, and I'll shoot him a cash up, and I'll give him the Essentia water. Also, the shave, sides, the beard, whatever, you know, coming off next week. Hold on. Week after that, that's when my hair could stop. Yeah, so, <laughs> week after that, then yeah, so. Man, we, you could have done had it grown back and everything, but hey, hey, I'm glad we're getting it to start off the season to remind you of the mistakes you made last year. And it might be a good reminder for you. 
You know, whoa, he's foul. So you know what? My mistakes <laughs> last year were trust, were believing in Miles Gaskins. Then you know, and I, then I just said, you know, I just said, forget it, whatever. I'm picking every team against the Dolphins, and they went on to like a uh, what? Uh, a seven Dude, they won like the last like five or six games last year. Yeah, so I just threw five or six games away last year, and I was just like, okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no more courtesy throwaways. I'm not doing that again. Um, but yeah, we're good. I'm making. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I keep my word. We're men of our word here in the break room. So yeah, I look forward to that. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah, week one, baby. I'm really looking forward to it. College football. Let, let, let's talk about this real quick before we get up out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if any of y'all caught the Appalachian State and North Carolina game. So I watched the second half of it, and oh, my God. I, I, I thought, oh, what was the score? I think it was like 41 to 21. North Carolina was up on Appalachian State, which you would expect to see that scoreboard, you know, if you're mm-hmm. watching that game. And then there was like 60-something points scored in the fourth quarter. Appalachian State almost made it a game. They scored late in the game, and then North Carolina went down the field and scored. And then Appalachian one fell. It was just a crazy game. North Carolina ended up edging them out. Ohio State-Notre Dame was a good game. That was real physical. Ohio State won, I think, 21-10 to there. Georgia blew out Oregon 49-3. to um, What else happened? Florida State. Blocks LSU's like 30-yard field goal to win that game in an upset. Woo, football is back, baby. Oh, I'm so I'm just I just got a big smile on my face. I just love it. I love it. You're good, man. It's it's get, it's getting good again, man. Uh, also for our who's hot, who's not, just throw some things out there. Who's hot? Well, I'm a little confused. I'm a little conflicted on this one for my who's hot, who's not. It's college football. College football playoffs. They've extended it to 12 teams now. Yes, and sir. That's going to take well take place in the, what the uh, 2026 season, if I remember right. Yeah, it's like I think I think we still have like two or three more seasons under this format, and then it changes. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's going to happen. And like I said, the only reason I'm like I'm a little confused. I'm happy that it's being done. It's great. But the only thing I'm like a little wary about. I don't want schools or certain people to monopolize this for Power Five schools only. You know what I mean? Because we've already had a few schools that probably should have made it in. But, you know, they try to go for strength of schedule. And some of these other schools, like, oh, who are they playing? You know what I mean? And some schools who I feel like probably deserve the spot just didn't make it in. But one, because they're smaller schools. But even though they dominated their uh, the conferences, you know what I mean? And they put up way better numbers than other schools. But they're smaller schools, so they didn't get in. They feel like their conference wasn't tough enough. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of give people a little bit of a, a refresher about what happened last year. And let, let's say if the 12-team format went into place last year, this this would have been our matchups. We would have had Georgia going up against Utah. We would have Alabama going up against Ole Miss. Michigan would have went up against Oklahoma. Cincinnati would have went against Michigan State. Baylor would have played Notre Dame, and Ohio State would have played Oklahoma State. I like that. I think that there might might be some good games in there. I mm-hmm. I think that it'll help out the teams like you know your your, your Cincinnatis, your Wake Forests, your um, like even the, the the University of Louisiana last year finished sixteenth in the rankings. Like that might be a good look for them. I think it's going to help those Group of Five schools get their way in. Okay, I, I, it's got it's going to be the only way. Because if yeah. they can't get in the top twelve, then like they're not going to keep reformatting things to allow them to be you know, play in position to win a championship. So I think a 12 team is going to be interesting. There's definitely going to be some washes. Like when Alabama has to play, like if U of H gets in there or something like a God. Yeah. (laughs) And like, you know, there's also some schools like, well, like I say, speaking of U of H, they just moved conferences, you know? So it was a whole bunch of schools that also switched conferences too. So like, it's a big shift. All those conferences will be put into place by then too. So yeah. You say what? I said all those conference changes will be well into place by uh, 2026. Exactly. And so you, you know what that means. Recru- uh, recruit cl- recruiting classes change, commitments will change, and all that. So you're going to see a little shift in 
the usual faces in in uh, conference standings. So not just conference standings, and just look like the rankings. The usual faces might not be there from uh, in a couple mm-hmm. of years. So, oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Hey, I got one for Lewis and I. Go ahead. What's up, Brian Kelly, the head coach for LSU? All offseason, he's over here hitting the gritty, dancing with all these recruits and stuff. And yesterday at halftime, he was like, I don't think we can play any worse than that. But this is my first game here, so we'll see. And then they turned around and got their game-winning field goal blocked by um, a team that most people probably would say is an inferior unit in Florida Mm -hmm. State. So I I think he's just getting clowned too much, so I think he is not very hot right now in these streets, especially on uh, (laughs) social media. He's getting flamed. Oh, yeah, definitely, bro, definitely. Hey, but yeah, hey, that's been all for this segment, uh, for this show, for episode 60, Sequenta. So, so, yeah, man, uh, that's been all. So, follow us on the Break Room HOU on Twitter, and then follow us at the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram, and then follow us at thebreakroompodcast1 on Facebook. Uh, also, like, I didn't put the, the little tab on there, but follow us on YouTube, uh, the Break Room Podcast. Yes, subscribe to our YouTube, please. Subscribe to it. Um, you know, this, like, all episodes don't have videos, but this one will definitely have one. And also, our past one did, too. So, yeah, you can see them on YouTube, or you can also see them on, like, things like Spotify has them. So, uh, check them out. You know, sometimes we'll reference some things, or, like, a video will be in that little clip. If you listen, listen to the audio, you won't be able to see it or see what we're talking about. So, yeah, depending. Um, follow me at 3 the last underscore king on Twitter. Follow my boy Evan at... Evan Schumard, that's S-H-U-M-A-R-D. Yeah, man, that's been all for this episode, man. Y'all take it easy and we'll see y'all next time. The pressure makes me, the journey takes me to places where history can't stop or break me. You know it rains for something. You know the pain's for something. I hope a change is coming.